0: Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. Gonna be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by the Harrier. Uh today we have a fantastic guest joining us. Um, Olympian in the high jump, Shelby McEwen, national champion, three-time SEC champion uh olympic finalist placed 12th um now back in uh the states will be going over to to switzerland sometime soon so he's got a a lot a hectic schedule ahead of him but uh shelby thanks for taking the time out of your day to do this man
1: oh man appreciate it man i really appreciate the opportunity anytime anytime
0: (laughs) no problem no problem well before we get into track and field you're uh you're alumni of alabama obviously Alabama football, huge thing. Want to know what's your predictions for the season? What are you guys gonna end up doing this year?
1: Roll tie, roll tie, man. I've been keeping up with the squad. It's, I feel like it's a very young team, but it's a lot of great talent. And I feel like it's so many, so much talent in Alabama that someone's always gonna be prepared. So I feel like they have a great season. I can see them, of course, you know, winning another SEC championship and uh and competing for a national title again. So I'm looking forward to it. I actually plan on going down to one of the games, tailgating and catching a few games maybe this season. But I'm looking forward to a great season from Alabama football and Coach Nick Saban. And good luck to those guys. So, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised they're in the national championship. Y'all, y'all always been super dominant. Uh, so it's got to be uh you're definitely gonna be up there for sure. Uh, Most definitely. <laughs> So I so want to start it off with where things started off for you. How did you end up getting involved in track and field? What got you interested in, in, uh, in high jump in the first place?
1: Oh, man, to be honest, man, it started my junior high year, my junior high year, uh, my eighth grade year, actually. I always have been jumping ever since I was a young kid, starting at two, three years old. I was jumping on a trampoline. I always used to love flip. And uh, growing up through middle school, I started dunking the basketball, of course, my seventh end of my seventh grade year. And I was looking up the high jump, and I was like, hey, I, I figure out I want to, you know, give that a shot. And so, uh, <clears throat> actually, I went out to, with one of my coaches in my uh, former school at Lafayette High School and gave it a shot. And I think I opened up with, like, five nine my eighth grade year. And I just, you know, gave it a shot from there and then got better as each year continued to go on. And, uh, man, it was just something I was just in- interested in doing throughout that time. And I uh, just got better over the years. So, yeah, that's how I found out about the high jump. and Started to kind of love it later on, you know, as I got through high school and took it from there. Wow. So, if you're
0: jumping five nine in seventh grade, depending on when your, you know, your growth spurt was, you're jumping about your height, <laughs> you know, just started. Was started. Was that scary at all? Like, being, or, or just weird seeing, like, wait, I'm jumping as, t- as high as I am tall? Like, that's
1: got to be yeah. weird. At first, it was kind of weird because, like, actually when I first started dunking the basketball, I'm like, wow, I'm actually – Five nine, five ten, and grabbing the rim and dunking the ball in the, at the end of my seventh grade year, which it was a girl basketball, but just to be able to get up that high, being at that height around that year was kind of amazing. It was kind of kind of scary a little bit because I was so high in the air, and I was like, "Wow, am I ever gonna come down?" So, yeah, it was kind of scary, but it was fun also.
0: <laughs> there you go. Which, which was a cooler moment for you when you first dunked your uh, a basketball, or when you first jumped over your height?
1: I'm gonna most definitely say when I first dunked the basketball, <laughs> when I first dunked the basketball for sure. I found that it was more interesting because I was trying and I kept trying and all of a sudden, boom, it came and I was like, wow. And then after that, it just took off from uh, took off for me from there. So yeah, I, I say uh, first dunking the basketball was the most interesting one for me. Was a
0: so was track and field something that you knew of before like did any of your family members do it or when you just saw it in middle school not really the first time that you you knew of
1: uh Uh, my dad he ran track back in his day i think he ran like 100 my mom she was pretty she was athletic too i think she actually gave high jump a shot i don't know if she was as good as i was but she always back in her day she was tall and very lean and long and she could jump pretty good too so i think it was some hereditary like they kind of ran in the family and um other than that, I just decided to give it a shot and kind of stuck with it, you know. So that's pretty much how I became about, you know, what I'm saying just becoming on the track side of things. But uh, all of a sudden, it was, of course, all about basketball for me at the beginning. But I kind of just started to grasp both of them at the same time. And I just had to weigh my options out. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Speaking about that, um, what you uh, actually started
0: off going to, to school playing basketball, so what was the, I mean, what was the, I, I don't know, like, I guess, internal conflict of, I, I love basketball, but, um, you know, I'm also really good at, at high jump. You know, what made what was that decision making like in your head? Like, could you take us back to, you know, when you were a freshman in, in,
1: in high school, in college or, or in high school, you were doing that? Most definitely. Oh, uh, well, going through high school, my junior year, I, I decided to like miss state for track. And I went, I was playing AAU basketball and went to Vegas and, kind of blew up in Vegas at a moment when I, you know, won the joint brand dunk contest and returned my senior year and had an awesome season. And it was just basketball was just on my heart so much. Cause growing up, we all like, I had NBA dreams. I wanted to go to Duke university and etc. cetera. But uh, I ended up starting off juco my freshman year of college and had a great uh freshman season was averaging like 13, 12 and a half, 13 points a game. and It went pretty good. And I uh came to pass. It came to pass. I went and talked to my head coach. I was like, Hey coach, I think I want to, uh, continue, you know what I'm saying, to maybe even give high jump a shot again. He was like, hey, man, I I support it. I'm here for you. And so he let me actually jump unattached after basketball season, both my freshman and sophomore year. So I really thank him for that. And uh, it just went up from there. Like I was going to different meets, jumping unattached, and I was like being a lot of college guys, and I wasn't really even training. So I was like, hey, it's time for me to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? I might have to let basketball go because I'm seeing right now track actually can carry me further than – you know what I'm saying? Basketball, which I was a heck of an athlete in basketball, too. But I felt like I had a better opportunity in track. So I just had to weigh my options out, pray about it. And, yeah, and I just went from there. So jumping unattached is what, you know, got me my uh, scholarships from Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. And I think uh, I talked to South Carolina and uh, wherever I went, I was going to stay in the SEC because not a lot of schools knew about. It. So I was going to stay in the SEC wherever I went and uh, I ended up doing that. So, yeah, that's how it pretty much played out for me. Was that a a hard decision to make? Because you know, you your first, you know, one of
0: your first loves being basketball. And you know, you are talented enough to play in college. So obviously you got some good talent. Was that hard to be like, man, I'm gonna give this, I'm really gonna give this up and go all in on something I hadn't done, you know, training-wise since high school.
1: Since high school, yeah. So basically, when I was just jumping in high school, I was just jumping off raw ability. So like what I was doing in high school was consistent of the workouts that I was doing in college. When I started learning more and more about high jump, more and more about conditioning, more and more about track training, like track and field training. I was just out there just having fun and just jumping off natural ability in high school. But uh, yeah, it was most definitely a tough decision to make because basketball was my first love, but I had to weigh my options out, pray about it. And I, I found out and figured out I was like, hey, I can go further than track. And uh, when I did that, I was like, hey, I just took that decision and went with it.
0: There, there you go. There you go. Um, I know something that, once I want to take you back, something that um, you've stre- in some other interviews and other things that you've shown that's very important to you is family. I think you actually have on your chest family is forever tattooed. So it's a, it's a very, very important thing clearly to you. I um, want, want to hear about that support system that you've had throughout your life um, to help you become not only the the athlete you are today, but, you know, the, the man you are as well.
1: Person, most definitely, man. Throughout the years, growing up from ground up, man, my mom and dad, they both have been in my life. And that support from family is very important. Like, it's, it's been with me all this time and it still is with me, man. And I feel like that played a huge role on my performance, on everything I did, through like on the court, on the track, in school, just in the classroom and being the young man that I am today, like, it played a huge, important role. My mom, she always taught me growing up you know what I'm saying, to be a leader, you know, never be a follower, do something that you love, find something that you love and make the rest of them follow you. And my dad, he's been there for me all the time, teaching me, you know what I'm saying, how to work hands-on and just being a man, just growing up and see now that at the age of 25, that I know a lot of this stuff is like, hey, I'm still young, but I know a lot of stuff about the nips and bruises. Hey, Hang around the right people, you know what I'm saying? Don't get yourself in no trouble, you know what I'm saying? Just keep a positive keep positive people around you, positive people, positive energy around you, and everything will work out. And so, yeah, uh, family's been there forever, man. Like, we're very tight. And I know anytime I come home, I can always, you know what I'm saying, I have somewhere to lay my head, you know? So family's been there always, like my sisters, my niece and my nephew. It's just family support. is It goes a very long way. And now that I'm at the age I am today and I know that, it's like, I can go overseas and knowing that they can't be there, you know what I'm saying? Physically, but I know they're there spiritually and I can always talk to them. They're one call away. And it's just, it it means a lot, man. And so, yeah, family has always been there for me and it's a good thing that support goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something that uh, I've been lucky
0: enough to have, uh, you know, a great support system with my family where they've been able to, yeah, in college, luckily I was local enough where they could come and watch me at at each one of my meets. So it was like, Man, I'm in a foreign area. I haven't been. I don't know where I am, but I know if I look in the stands, you know, I can see, you know, my mom, my dad, you know, my grandparents there. And it's just something something great about, you know, knowing that you have those people to fall back on where even if you don't perform well or if you have, you know, personal bests, you, you, you got to right. there for you regardless. Right.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: So that, that's something that's been important to me. Uh, I think something that I read, I read that uh, you had, your mom was helping you during this, the pandemic too, where
1: oh, most you definitely. actually
0: you actually weren't able to see your your coach during the pandemic, so she your mom had to step in a little bit, I think. Could you kind of touch on yeah,
1: what that man, was like? In, interesting story. Actually, uh, so I moved to Louisville uh, right before the pandemic hit to train out there, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits, and I was like, Coach, hey, man, I'm going to go back home. I got access to a track, got access to a weight room. All you got to do is just send me my workouts, and I'll figure out and go out figure out how to get it done so that whole year of course of 2020 like around the spring around may the whole world like went on shutdown so really could nobody do nothing so we did the quarantine workouts and i was doing those type of things just trying to stay active stay in shape as best as i can but the season and really wrapped back around to the winter of 2021 which was indoor season so i didn't really get the best training in because like i uh Started working with my uncle just part time, wasn't doing too much. And then I let that go. It was nothing major, just at a little fencing company. And after that, I started training, but, but it wasn't like a full fall training. So, like, I was just going out, trying to stay fit, doing a little jumping here and there. But indoor didn't go the way it's planned. And um, I was like, man, what am I going to do? It's Olympic year. I got to figure out something. And so come outdoor, My mom, she was like, hey, son, I'm going to go to the track with you. I'm going to be your motivation. We're going to stop making excuses and we're going to get it done. Hey, you don't have a coach. I'm going to go mentor you, be your coach, and we're going to go make it happen. Now, I mean, we went out there, and she pushed me 110%. And it was more in me, and it's still more in me, but I was getting stuff done to be successful. You know, I opened up my outdoor season with 7-5. I went undefeated all the way up to trials. I actually met the Olympic standard uh, in Arizona right before trials. So everything just started to fall into place for me. So I knew mom was doing something right not like knowing that she really didn't know much about the high jump probably but just her being there and working out with me was pushing me I was pushing her and it was just like a a huge motivation for me on the track and off the track and like we could communicate and like at practice she was the coach but off the track she was mom. so like we had that that bond and it was like amazing so it was a pretty interesting story behind it man and it was amazing so just not having my coach there I think it kind of motivated me to hey Shelby you can go out and get it done you know just just got to have that faith and that determination to work hard and go get it done. So, and I know now that I needed more technical things that all, it started to, you know, add up towards the end of the season, but just to get that far and how I made it, man, it was amazing just being there with my mom and her, you know, mentoring me throughout it. And of course my dad, he's in the picture. He always told me, you know, son, wear your ankle weights. I used to wear my ankle weights and walk around in those before practice. So all that really just played, played a huge role on my performance throughout the outdoor season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised,
0: you know, you're going undefeated throughout outdoors. Mom might have started being like, hey, I might need a coaching fee or something. We We're doing yeah. some
1: numbers today. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I yeah, mom, I most definitely, I was like, mom, I got you. You did this this long. And I said, oh, I told her I got you. I'm, I'm going to reward you with something. So, yeah, she know, at the end of the day, like, that's mom. We very close. We do a lot of stuff together. We hang out together. And, hey, I told her at the end of the day, I got her. And so, yeah, mom, she was there the whole step of the way. Pops was there. And mom was like, hey, I might need to look into just – learning and training myself and seeing what the high jump's about. And I can, you know, maybe one day coach you full time. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> man, I'm down, I'm down. <laughs> so, there, we yeah. there we go, there we go. Then, uh, so what was it
0: like then? Cause you said indoor didn't go quite as planned and, you know, you made the, you made a switch with, you know, getting your mom to help you out with outdoor. What, what was it like, you know, this being in Olympic gear then seeing things starting to click in outdoors. So going from having, you know, not as great of an indoor season as you'd like, as you mentioned, to then being, you know, very successful in outdoor, was it like a relief? Like, what was it like? Like, okay, now things are going.
1: It was like a burden off my chest. It was uh, most definitely a huge relief. I felt like in indoor, it was like, I was trying to get over that, that one obstacle that I wanted to achieve. And I was like, Hey man, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, which I feel I was doing that indoor it was like hey I was jumping stuff that I was jumping unattached I was jumping the stuff that I was jumping in high school and I'm like something's not right so I really had to put the the motivation and the credit on myself to go out and train harder get stronger get faster jump a lot more in practice and everything started to just fall in place so I felt like indoor was just something that I was just testing I was testing the waters like getting practices in and those meets and it wasn't going the way I wanted so I put that pressure on myself to like hey Let's go out outdoor and make something happen, make a change and get stronger, get faster and they get better from there and let's improve. Let's keep taking the, taking the standard up. So after I uh, finished my outdoor season, I just went out uh, with a different mindset mentally. I liked it mentally, my body was physically more in shape and it's just I could just tell things started to fall in place how I wanted.
0: For sure, for sure. And uh, so this year I want to flash back or flash forward to the, uh, the Olympic trials. And so, I mean, you're you're from Mississippi. You went to school in Alabama, so you're used to the heat. But from from what I saw on the the weather temperatures, that Eugene heat was something else at the trials. Could you could you take us back to to that when it was triple digits and and your high jumping there?
1: Man, the first time ever I feel in Eugene, it was history. Like in the finals on that Sunday, it was like one one ten. It was like hundred and thirty index on the track. So. When we was competing, man, we was already sweating. And, like, you could see, like, the heat waves coming off the track. Like, each jump, I'm looking, trying to focus on the jump. And I'm looking at, like, heat waves come off the track. But I felt like on that day, I just had to stay mentally locked in because it was. It could have been times I could have folded. But I knew, like, on that day, I was there for one reason and one reason only. And that was to get top three and make the team. So I just had to mentally prepare myself, mentally lock in. And uh, I went out and got it done, man. And it was fun, but it was hot. And so right out there, of course, they had to stop to me because it was because it was so hot, man. And Like one girl, she had like collapsed and it was it was tough, man. It was tough. It was just a tough day on that day to jump. And I feel like on that day was one of the hottest days of the whole Olympic trials. It was a hot day that day. But uh, other than that, man, like I said, I just had to really mentally lock in mentally and just go out and have fun and knew what I was there for. So at the end of the day, I went out and made it happen and got the job done. So that's 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 the most amazing thing about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, the,
0: that's the one thing that can be difficult about the uh, outdoor sports. It's like, hey, you, it can be a hundred triple digits. You still gotta, you still gotta get it done. Like most definitely. So, was it like what was it that you were focusing on the most during that time? When it's like, hey, it can be so easy to just give up and say it's too hot. I can't compete. I'm just folding. I'm, I'm, I'm handed. It's easy to do that, but obviously you didn't. You, you, you performed well. You're able to qualify. Like, what were some things you were focusing on, you know, during that competition to let yourself not stray away?
1: Well, my main focus was, okay, before I ever meet, prayer is a big thing. Uh, I normally, you know, pray about, I pray about everything, you know, because God's in control of it all. So my little, my little uh, caption, I always put in Jesus' name, I jump. Uh, but my main focus on that day was to just go out, have fun, execute each jump, take one, one jump at a time. And I had like a standard of a mindset of going in, hey, this bar is going to get you to the Olympics. So I knew that if I got the 7'5 clean and clear 7'5 my first attempt, that I was going to have a shot. And that put me in the top four. And when I went over 76 first attempt, I was like, boom, we made the team. And at that point, it really didn't hit me at the moment. But all of a sudden, when I knew I had that spot secured, I was like, wow, man, I'm really an Olympian. So like on that day, I just knew to go out, have fun, compete at the highest level, even though it was hot. And I just went out, like I said, executed every jump, one jump at a time, and just made it happen. So my focus on that day was just like I said, man, you just gotta mentally lock in, me- mentally repair the night before. Like I was doing the right things the night before. Otherwise, like taking ice baths, drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. It's just the small things that count, man. On competition days, a lot of people be surprised, and I was just doing those things, and that helped me out a lot too. So yeah, after so after you
0: qualified, you, you see that you're you're in top three. Who was the first person that you called or embraced? Like, what? Who was the, was the first, who was the first person to know that you wanted to talk about saying, hey, look, I qualified. I'm finally an Olympian.
1: Man, so my mom and my godmom, they was there. And uh, my mom was the first one I ran to and gave a hug. My coach, he actually was at the Olympic trials, and he actually went to the Olympics. And I gave him and uh, gave him a high five and a hug. But my mom, she was there the whole time. We celebrated. So I knew I had to call on my mom. But the first person I actually called from home was my pops because, unfortunately, he couldn't be there. Due to a surgery he had back in uh, early April, he couldn't fly. It was a lung surgery he had. So I called my pops and told him. He was like, man, I've been keeping up with it. I'm proud of you. So I called my pops. He was the first one I actually called. And I talked to my sister. And it was just family from there. So, yeah, I called them about it. And uh, other than that, man, it turned out great. (laughs) There you go. I'm sure you probably had – your phone was probably blowing up with all the, all the people. It was blowing up. It
0: (laughs) was crazy. It was crazy. That's awesome. And so uh, what's it like, you know, flash forward, you're, you're now an Olympian. And so some, you actually competed against, you know, you Javon and Daryl had competed against each other quite a bit uh, throughout college. What was it like going from being competitors, you know, when you were all sec athletes to now being all on team USA uh, in Tokyo?
1: Man, those, those two guys are, have always been great guys to compete against. Since college, man, we always went at it. We was like the main three that was going at it in the SECs, at Nationals, great guys to compete against, very tough guys. Mentally, they prepared, to, you, know, prepare, you know, to get the job done, too. So just going in as teammates, man, we was locked in. I, I was telling the guys, because, of course, I was on the 2019 World Team. I was like, hey, man, all it is is another meet in a different country against some of the best comp- – best competitors so i you know motivated those guys because i had already kind of experienced what it was like being on a team uh or a major team and they was like hey man i'm on with you on that i totally agree so we got kind of close and we got closer just from making the team me and javon we was actually on the same fight and we got closer got to you know chat a little more and those guys they're special man there's some good guys to compete against good guys to be around and uh it was just, it was fun, man. Having those guys and all three of us from the SEC represent, you know, the Southeastern Conference, and just being on the team together, it was, it was fun. And I feel like it kind of prepped, you know, all of us up as we got there. We, you know, we got to see each other at the training facility and trained a little bit together, and it, it was fun.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, so now um, you, you're at the Olympics. What were some of the? What was it? For, what was it like seeing everything? The Olympic Village, all the know all the extra stuff going on like this is the biggest meet in track and field history you know with the olympics what was it like actually stepping in and being like wow we we made it we're actually here
1: man it's like a dream come true like i always i was telling my mom i was like it's crazy because being an olympian will be with me forever and i know i got more in me but like for some reason it still feels sort like surreal because i always been a humble kid like it still really just ain't haven't hit me yet but in the moment you know, I shed tears, I, I shed a few tears, and I was like, man, I really made the Olympic team, and like, at the moment, like I said, after trials, it didn't hit me, even when I got to the village, it didn't hit me, but I just tried to enjoy the moment, man, I got close with a lot of my teammates, like me and Grant Holloway, we were roommates, and Kenan Benarick, and uh, uh, Vernon Norwood, I got close with those guys, and man, just being there with, like, the best of the best, getting to see the best of the best, getting to see some of the basketball players from different countries, I actually got to run into Pau Gasol in the village, and Marcus All, seeing those guys, met a couple of baseball guys, a couple of volleyball guys, and just being there around just your country and other countries, just getting to, just explore the experience and enjoy it. And uh, it was, it was, it was amazing, man. It was a great experience for sure. And uh, I used it as motivation, you know, going out to the prelims, uh, actually made the finals and everything didn't go as planned as I wanted to on the finals. But now that I know, and I got that experience and got my foot in the door, I was telling the people. I mean, I use that for my motivation. I will be back stronger, faster, better than ever. So, it's just all about how you take it, man. Like I said, it's just always, always with me. It's been like a mental challenge and just challenge yourself mentally. Go out and get it done. And if you put your mind to it and have faith, step out on faith, and know who is uh, who's control of it all, man. Anything is possible. So, like I said, but other than just being an Olympian, man, it was a great experience for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: and being able to
0: qualify and make it to the finals as well has to be an awesome, you know, awesome experience. Like, so was there? What were the nerves like for your very first jump of the of the competition? Was it
1: were you nervous at all, or was it like you're you're pretty locked in? Man, my very first jump of the competition started on the prelims. I was kind of nervous, just trying to shake it off, being in a different country again for so after so long, having to just go through a pandemic and just trying to get adjusted to the time. Cause in the prelims we jumped at like five that morning which was like seven, seven o'clock here back home. And like, it was like, man, I had to just adjust. And um, I think I missed the first two bars at the opening height. And then after that, I just took it up from there and I was clean all the way through and I punched my ticket to the finals. And uh, in the finals, I feel like I put a little pressure on myself Instead of just relaxing, doing the same thing I did in the prelims, if I feel like I was just trying to, you know, hey, I need to get a medal. I need to chase a medal. Just just instead of just being me. But like I said, it was a learning experience. Now I know what to expect. And I can just take it off from here. Now just stay relaxed and go out and do what you do best. Have fun. Like the rest of those guys, they put their shoes on just like you do. But other than that, man, like I said, it was a great experience. Awesome opportunity just being an Olympian. Just to be there, to able to compete. Knowing that we had to face a pandemic. Because I know, like I was telling my mom, man, I was like, hey, I know it's a lot of guys that's, that's, that wish they could be in our position. And, hey, it's just an honor, man. It's a blessing really just to be able to to say that I'm an Olympian and it will, you know, stay with me forever. Whether I make the, the 2024 team, I know that I, I will always be an Olympian. So, like I said, man, just going out there, I, was, I had fun, man. It was a great experience having fun, being able to compete against the best of the best, getting that learning experience from the best of the best, you know, getting to talk to those guys and, talk with Barshim and uh, Tim Beery and those guys, man, it was, it was an awesome experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hey, bring, you actually kind of had a perfect segue into what I was going to ask you next with, uh, with those two guys. So you were in, it's something else you're part of history where it's going to be the only time that there's a shared gold medal in the Olympic history so far. And, and you were down on the, on the track to witness it happen in person. Could you kind of give us, like, an insider knowledge on what it was like seeing those two guys just, you know, going at it and being so excited after they, you know, decided, hey, we're going to share this goal?
1: Man, it was amazing, man. Getting to witness history like that, those guys, I could tell they're pretty close. They've been, on, they've been on the circuit for years and years, and it was a great sportsmanship thing between the both of those two to, like, come to an agreement to share the goal and don't have a jump off. It's something I probably would have did myself, too, you know, because if I'm close with that person and I know it's a competitive sport and we all close in the high jump, because it's a very small feeling when it comes to track and field in the high jump. We really don't get a lot of attention like the runners and the sprinters. And it's just something different, man, that'll open up, I think, open up doors for, for us in the long run, just being able to see that those guys were able to have that type of sportsmanship uh, to share the goal, man. And uh, Like I said, it was amazing, like, just to get, sit there and witness it and I was like, wow, maybe one day that could be me and I can share a go with one of my US teammates. So it was amazing for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: watching it and it was just so, so crazy seeing like they're like, yeah, let's share. And then just, just going, running around the track. Yeah, it had to be a cool, cool experience to watch for sure.
1: Most um, definitely. Most definitely, man.
0: So, wanna, wanna take you, you know, before we finish up uh, off the track, what were some of your favorite memories and favorite things about being an Olympian? at Tokyo uh, that didn't happen, you know, while you were competing, some some cool things that happened off the track for you.
1: Man, actually I found, uh, actually the beds were actually made of cardboard. It wasn't <laughs> too uncomfortable, but when they posted that and I actually saw that and got over there to a- actually get to witness it and be in that moment with it, it wasn't as bad. So that was an interesting thing. I got plenty of rest, plenty of good rest. Another interesting thing that I liked that how the village was set up, man, it was so amazing. Each country had their own hotel, and it was nice, man. The Olympic dream rings were set up. Each country had their own flag. And another thing, like, they had, like, a store with all, like, the Olympic gear you can go purchase. And we was just really walking around the whole village. And some, some of the places, you had to walk 15, 20 minutes to get there. So I felt like I was getting a lot of shakeout and a good exercise in before practice because we had to walk so far just to catch the shuttle to get to our practice thing. And oh yeah, they had our own uh training facility out there for Team USA. We had our own training facility out in Tokyo, it was like 30, 45 minutes from the village. That was another interesting thing too, how they set it up for us for us. And uh it was amazing, man. Just being there with your teammates, track the, the hurdlers, the jumpers, the the sprinters, the distance people, the throwers, just being there all together, man. It was like I said, it was fun how they had everything set up and it was nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. It looked like it, it had to be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I was I was Most able different. to uh, to go as a fan in 2016, and so it was a, mm-hmm. uh, it was awesome. Just you know, there's, you got yeah, Olympian just walking around I'm like, wait a minute,
1: You're, I, I just saw you win a gold medal just just yesterday. Right. What, what you doing yeah. right here? <laughs> I know, right. And I think another thing for me was like we got the trade pins with different countries, so I got a lot of pins, and I filled up on like a lot of the country pins and stuff. So that was kind of fun too, seeing some of the unique pins different countries had. And it was it was amazing. <laughs> awesome,
0: and then uh obviously you got a ton of gear from USA track for the, for being an mm-hmm. Olympian want to know what is your favorite thing that you got, uh, you know, as your, as you know, gear or item or whatever, um, you know, for being in the Olympics.
1: To be honest, man, I haven't even wore it yet, but I'm gonna have to say the watch that we got, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful Hamilton watch that we got. Mm-hmm. And I got to go take it to get some links taken out of it. But other than that, man, it's an amazing watch we got. And of course, most of the, like the gear that I wear, I haven't wore a lot of the polo stuff, but I like that stuff too. So most of the polo gear is amazing, but I'm most definitely say the watch that you receive. It's a nice, nice watch.
0: Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some photos on people on Instagram and I'm like, woo. I, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah. I, I'd probably agree with you there. And then, um, so obviously finished up the Olympics. Uh, could you kind of tell us what what the rest of your season is going to look like? Um, you know, what kind of competitions you got planned potentially
1: for this year? Well, yeah, uh, I'm still in training. I've been training, going at it pretty good. Been, you know, getting some good rest days too, but I've been training full time in the weight room, hitting hard on the track. The rest of my season for me, I'll end my season uh, over in Los Angeles, Switzerland at the Diamond League. Uh, I jump actually on Wednesday coming up, leave tomorrow. And then I'll go out to Budapest, some part of Paris, and for a training camp. And I'll return September 5th. And, man, I'm going to take a couple vacations. So I'm looking to finish the season out with a bang and get some good training in and shut it down and enjoy time with family and friends and, and, and get ready for fall training. There we go. And do you have any places yet that you're thinking on going for
0: vacation, or is it still – are you still figuring that out?
1: Uh, well, I plan on going to Tulum. I plan on going with my girl. She's in the Army. When she gets back, I plan, we plan on taking a vacation to Hawaii, um, maybe a couple more vacations. I know I got a wedding to go to for my uh, cousin in Detroit, go to, uh, to a wedding in Detroit in October. And uh, I actually get to move back to Louisville to be with my coach full time. So I'm looking forward to that. So I got a few vacations set up to do and hang with some friends and family and just, like I said, really mentally lock in and get ready for uh a successful indoor season because you got indoor worlds, you got outdoor worlds to prepare for. So we can't lose focus on what we, you know, the task, the task at our hand and we're going to just, you know, enjoy it, enjoy the moment and just, and, and get ready for what's, what's to come.
0: Exactly. We got a lot of uh, the next five years, it's major Beautiful. after major. So gotta get got to get right back at it. But, um, yes, sir. Shelby, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. Uh, where could people go if they wanted to, you know, follow you on social media or or anything like that?
1: Uh, they can follow me on uh, Instagram at Shelby the Great underscore. You just once you type in Shelby, it's duh like D A the Great underscore. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shelby McEwen. Just type my name in, it'll pop up. And hey, man, I appreciate appreciate the opportunity. I uh, love everyone. Love all my fans, families. Uh, thanks for all the support up to now and we got more to come for sure
0: for sure a lot more a lot more big meets and looking forward to to seeing how you do but uh thank you shelby for for taking the time and thank you to everyone who's been listening this has been another episode of track world news uh if you want more content go and follow us on instagram at track world news we post clips news highlights things like that on there you'll definitely love it Uh, also make sure to leave a like subscribe and, and leave a review to the show really helps us uh know you're enjoying things That's going to be it for us here. Uh, Have a good one and peace.